The truth is, you will never win in life by being someone you are not. You cannot ever live the life of your dreams by settling for someone else's idea of what you should be doing with your life. You will never, ever be happy if you change who you are to fit in with others. Until you accept and embrace who you are, you are destined to live a life at only a mere fraction of your potential. It is simply impossible to be genuinely happy when you are not genuinely yourself. You must be yourself if you want to experience your true purpose in life. If you're different, be different. Be different and do it with pride. If someone doesn't like it, if many people don't like it, who cares? Those aren't the people for you. There is better. The right people will show up when the real you comes out. There will always be someone prettier. There will always be someone smarter, stronger, richer, younger. But there will never be another you. Kurt Cobain once said, I'd rather be hated for who I am than loved for who I am not. The truth is, you will never be hated by the right people for being real. Being real, being yourself, is the greatest filter you could ever use. It instantly filters out all the people that don't belong with you. And at the same time, it reveals those who do. Bob Marley once said, the only problem is people are being hated when they are real and loved when they are fake. It's true. But what is missed here is one very important fact. The people that are hating people being real are fake people. And the people that are loving fake people are the same fake people. Real recognizes real. Real recognizes fake. So who do you want to attract? Fake people or real people? Be yourself. And I promise you, Eventually, you will attract the right people. Be yourself. No matter what has happened to you, no matter who has hurt you, no matter what you believe, be yourself and be kind to others. If you do that, life will turn out far greater than you ever thought possible. If you don't, life will be painful. Because living a life with a mask on, you can't see. Living a life trying to fit in, you will never. Living a life trying to be someone else so other people will like you, you might fit in on the outside. But inside, you'll never be complete. You'll never be happy. Repeat to yourself every day, I am different. That is why I win. I am unique. And that is why I am great. I'm not like anyone else on this planet. I am grateful for who I am becoming. I am grateful for who I am. I am committed to be myself and speak my truth at all times. And I know that is the only time the right people will show up in my life. Those who are meant for me will love and support and be real with the real me. I'm done with fake people, and that includes a fake version of me. I will stand tall and stand strong in my purpose.
in everything that matters to me. I'm different. That is why I win. I am different. That is why I win. I am unique. And that is why I am great. I'm not like anyone else on this planet. I am grateful for who I am becoming. I am grateful for who I am. I am committed to be myself and speak my truth at all times. And I know that is the only time the right people will show up in my life. Those who are meant for me will love and support and be real with the real me. I'm done with fake people. And that includes a fake version of me. I will stand tall and stand strong in my purpose. In everything that matters to me, I'm different. That is why I win. I am me. That is why I win. I am different. Different with pride. If you're different, be different. Be different with pride. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, whether you're driving a Pinto or driving a Mercedes, stop with what you're doing, stop with what you're saying, sit down and stop with what you're playing, and come and join me on this journey. Come and join me on Inspired with Christopher. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back with the vengeance, and we are here to not only inspire, but we're here to open up, we're here to be vulnerable, we're here to be honest and tell the truth. Not only with my life experiences, but the experiences of the guests that I've had on previously, which I do want to say from the bottom of my heart, every single person that has been on my show so far for the past year and a half, I believe, thank you so much for taking time out of your lives to spend time with me. And and I know from various, many, many listeners that have contacted me that you guys have made such a great impact on them that it's more than you could ever fathom so guys thank you so much and speaking of that my most recent guest mr brad shepherd the realest guy in the room when it comes to sports and entertainment journalism that's right mr brad shepherd um thanks to him coming on my show uh it was my most downloaded show in history so, Mr. Brad Shepard, brother, thank you so much for coming on my show. I greatly value our conversation. Um, it was stimulating. It was intriguing. It was very, very worthwhile. 
uh, just hearing the stories that you had uh, because you know what it greatly impacted me and it really opened up my eyes not only to uh, like the subject matter that we were speaking about like with the uh, like with family law 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 enforcement uh, protesting rioting things like that wrestling but it made me respect you more as a man and not only that but it also brought us closer as friends and that's the most important thing because you know what straight up guys numbers yes it's nice yes it's nice to brag and say hey I got a great download number which is great but ultimately and I know some people aren't gonna like to hear this but I can give two shits when it comes to downloads um, I know it's kind of weird because I'm in a podcasting business and you know like my successes is uh it hinges on downloads and things like that but like the god honest truth guys is that my goal is is if i can help inspire at least one person per week then i'm happy if i get one download per week awesome that's my goal so because you know what the way that i see it is if i can inspire one person that could potentially start a ripple effect that can multiply because ultimately my goal with this show is to help people reach their fullest potential in life through my experiences and the experiences of my guests good bad or indifferent and ultimately through that I want them to find not only that purpose not only that meaning but to find that relationship with Jesus Christ. Because ultimately, guys, that's what we're here for. We're, we don't wake up to serve ourselves. We wake up to serve God. And through serving God, we help others. Not only through our actions, but through our words. And we can choose with those actions and with those words to either drastically lift somebody up and, and make an impact on their life for the better or we can choose to either drastically be a detriment and to bring somebody down and unfortunately especially lately like with the climate that's going on um it's extremely sad seeing that and reading that and i and with that said ladies and gentlemen um, you know how I normally talk about the Reality Check Podcast Network because that's the network that I'm on. Um, I have an announcement, and that is my best friend, Mr. John Wanglin. Uh, he has decided to pull the plug on the Reality Check Podcasting Network. And that basically boils down to the fact that due to negativity, due to toxicity due to the fact that we we live in a culture now where you're guilty until proven innocent and simply by accusing somebody you can cost them essentially their livelihood john and the rest of the reality check crew we have decided to part ways. And it's not the fact that we're dead and gone. 
It's just the fact that, like, within this platform, like, within this medium, the Reality Check Podcasting Network is no more. Because me and John talked about this, and we think it's sad, we think it's disgusting that certain groups of people, they can spew nonsense, they can spew garbage, knowing that it has horrible effects and that it could cost people sponsorships it could cost them money it can cost them uh listeners it can cost them hell i mean just so many different things and ultimately people certain people don't care and as for somebody like myself who struggles with bipolar manic depression i used to let things like this get to me horribly and there was times where I had severe suicidal thoughts. And thankfully, through individuals like John and Brad and Vince Russo and Big Vito and my wife and my brother, and I can go on and on. Thanks to those individuals, they have taught me that it's not worth me potentially harming myself as a way to escape the misery these people are personally going through themselves. Why give them the satisfaction of that? Of knowing that they're getting to you like that. So, you know what? Instead, me and John and the rest of the Reality Check crew we're not folding up in tent and leaving necessarily. We are going to come back stronger than ever in a different medium, in a different form. And that ain't for me to say or me to discuss further because you know what? We're going to be like that phoenix and we're going to rise from the ashes because you know what? You think you might have us down, but you don't. And I, and I pity you because... A lot of people don't think to themselves, what is the short, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. What is the long-term consequences of the short-term action? A lot of these people that want to be evil and cruel and spew this nonsense and toxicity, they love the short-term satisfaction that they get from being able to tear somebody down thinking, yeah, man. God, that makes me feel powerful. That makes me feel great. But ultimately, let's say that you are a husband. Let's say that you're a wife. Let's say that you're a parent. Is that the kind of example that you want to be setting for your children or for your spouse? How would you like them to open up your laptop, your cell phone, your tablet, whatever, and see the bullshit that you're spewing and read the emails that you're sending, trying to get people freaking thrown off networks and trying to get people potentially losing money and losing a way to provide for their family in the future. How sad is that? That you have to lower yourself so much that you have to do that. And I'm not going to name names because I'm not going to give them the satisfaction nor the plug for it. But you guys know who you are. And I could easily, easily tear you guys apart. I could. Because it's funny. 
you get satisfaction off tearing others down because you because you don't know no better. You don't know what it means to love your enemy. You don't. You don't know what it means to agree to disagree. You don't know what it means to let shit go, obviously. And move on and focus on your own lives. Because you know what? If your lives were so great, then you wouldn't be so hell-bent on taking other people's lives down. So think about that. It's sad. It's pathetic. Because one of my former friends is in that group. And I greatly care for him. And I still do. Because I know he knows better. And I pray for him. I pray that he finds whatever he's looking for in his life that gives him purpose, that gives him meaning, that snaps him out of the mindset that he's in when it comes to being a blind sheep that just does mean, cruel shit just to make his supposed buddies laugh. And it's just sad. It really, really is. Because the man that I knew, he was a sweet, gentle guy that really gave a shit about me. And it's really, really sad because I still care for him. And you know who you are. And the door is always open. Even though you did what you did. And you were sicking people on me to attack me and threaten me. And as a matter of fact, there's been a few people that have called my job and have made up lies trying to get me fired because of this bullshit nonsense. It's been going on too long, which as a matter of fact, like earlier today, my boss called me in and spoke to me and said to me, Chris, there was an anonymous caller that stated that you were touching a child inappropriately, a customer's child. And they knew that it was bullshit. Because first off, the person that called, they couldn't even name the correct store that I worked at. And secondly, those individuals that I work with know me. They know my character. They know that I'm not like that. And unfortunately, there's people out there that think they know me because of what they've read. They think they know me because of what people state. They think they know me sitting behind a keyboard or sitting behind a cell phone. You, you guys don't know me. You don't know me like my wife knows me. You don't know me like my kids know me. You don't know me like John Langland knows me. You guys only go by what you think you know. And it's sad. And one of the big issues that I have is that the whole thing with my spine surgery... Okay, I have people telling me that that I 
explained that I never had my surgery. When in actuality, that's the furthest thing from the truth. Right now, I'm sitting here with freaking fucking pieces of hip bone and metal in my spinal cord. My wife, who's laying in bed right now, she can vouch for that. As a matter of fact, there's been many mornings where she's had to fucking get my ass up and tie my shoes. So for somebody to tell me I'm full of shit because I don't choose to tweet a picture of an x-ray or doctor's results or a Medicaid bill, that's bullshit. And that goes to show how sad your lives are. I feel sorry for you guys. The next time I take a shit, do you want me to document it just so there's proof out there? Straight up. I'm not going to go through this shit again. I'm not. The people that really know me, they know the damn truth. Hell, John was talking to me while I was in the damn hospital bed fucked up after I got out of fucking surgery. I still had amnesia in me. But no, John's full of shit, John's a liar, this, that, and the other. And the closest thing that I've ever publicly stated to not having the surgery was, I hope because of the COVID-19, because that shit just happened, that it wouldn't push my surgery back. That's the only thing that I ever said that was even close to me stating that. And guess what? It didn't get pushed back. COVID-19 didn't get in the way, which is a matter of fact, the day after I got out of surgery, that's when they stopped doing elective surgeries like that. So, to the people out there that want to continue to run their fucking mouths, I feel sorry for you. I pity you. And I'm kind of letting my anger get the best of me right now. But you know what? Ultimately, as a follower of Christ, I will forgive you. And I have forgiven you. You can thank what you want about me. I don't care. Because ultimately, you're not adding to my life. You're not helping put food on my table. You're not helping put a roof over my head. You're not helping feed me spiritually, emotionally. You're not. So if you're not going to add to my life, then don't be in my life. Because obviously, if you're choosing to waste your time on me, then there's something wrong with your life. Because you're trying to distract from issues that are truly going on with you. So, when it comes to that group, there's individuals that have weird wrestling obsessions that go above and beyond and it, and it, and it, what's the word? And it, uh, go, and it seeps <laughs> into their personal life. And it affects their personal life. And 
and they need to focus on their personal life. I'm not going to name names, but there and and there's people that are so hell bent on trying to fit in and feel some sort of acceptance that they're willing to prostitute themselves and and be used just to spew garbage that's not true because they're angry because of something that happened with the previous group that they were associated with. And then there's other people that are just so damn thin-skinned that they get offended at the slightest thing. And it's kind of ironic because they want to criticize and call me and John a snowflake. But yet, they get offended at every little fucking thing. I'm just saying, guys. We're not perfect. We all have our issues. But by God, stop trying to tear others down. Focus on what you need to do with your life to... Find that happiness that you're sorely lacking because you know what? That's obvious. If you're wasting your time trolling people, if you're wasting your time tearing others down and being hateful and and, and just being a cancer and just being a poison towards others, then you need to think to yourself, where did I go wrong and why am I acting this way? Why am I behaving this way? And... What is it that I really, what is it that I truly want that's going to help me get out of this terrible, poisonous pattern that I'm living? Because that's going to be a detriment to every other aspect of your life. And I can speak because, because like with certain people within this group, they literally do not have a social life outside of Twitter and podcasting. And it's their life to go on social media and to harass people and to cut other people down. And it's just kind of like, wow. Let's say you croak tomorrow. Let's say like you're on like a Twitter binge, like to tag a thousand people just to attack someone else and then you croak while you're on the keyboard and God confronts you and says well okay well what's going on here Um, what'd you do for me Um, God's gonna judge you by your contributions to the world when it comes to how you treated your fellow man So think about it from this perspective. Are you going to be one to make up excuses and lies when in fact you can't because it's God and he knows you? Or will you be able to die knowing that you have a clear conscience, knowing that you treated your fellow man with the utmost love and respect, even though in certain cases they didn't deserve it like like I do? Like John does. Like Vince Russo does. Like Big Vito does. I'm just saying, guys. I'm not here to change your view on me. I'm not here to change your opinion on me. Because obviously, regardless, even if I posted Medicaid uh, pay stubs, even if I posted pictures of 
my x-rays and pictures of like my results from my surgery and everything else guess what there's always going to be you guys stating that it's photoshopped it's fake it's doctored whatever so there's no point in me trying to convince you and that's my point right there i know who i am I know what I've gone through, and I know that I'm sitting here right now with metal in my spinal cord. And my wife, once again, she can vouch for that. My brother can vouch for that. My best friend can vouch for that. My kids can vouch for that. My wife's parents can vouch for that. The doctors can vouch for that. Hell, a bunch of people can vouch for that. Because guess what? They were actually there, and they saw it. I'm sorry I didn't Facebook Live my surgery, guys. Damn it, I'm sorry, because we know your, your opinions matter oh so much. And once again, and this is the last thing that I'm going to speak of this issue, and this is going to be it. If you want to speak to me respectfully concerning this topic, then that's fine. But if you're going to just randomly start attacking me over it, guess what? You're, you're going to be getting the mute button. You're going to be getting the block button. And I'm not going to associate with you. So it's time to grow up and, and just like the children's toys, put your childish ways behind you. Because, hell, we're all grown adults. We live in a hypersensitive society right now where the smallest word, the smallest sentence, you name it, that, that could... With the hypersensitive society that we live in, guess what? The smallest sentence, the smallest word, the smallest phrase, the picture, you name it, that could lead to somebody killing themselves. And you, and you guys still insist on behaving in this manner so I'm not going to attack you I'm going to pray for you I'm going to pity you I'm going to, I'm going to feel sorry for you because you obviously don't know do not know any better or you choose not to know better and I pray that you do find Jesus one day I really pray that you guys do and for the ones that claim that they know him, if you truly know God, then you won't, then hate doesn't exist in your heart. Period. Because even the devil goes to church. Just to let you guys know. And I'm going to put this to rest before we move to our next subject. That being, ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to things like people claiming that I was soliciting money from people like Chris Jericho. Ladies and gentlemen, that wasn't the case whatsoever. With the, with the social media platform Twitter, normally if you tag somebody with a ton of followers, that could potentially lead to more people seeing your post. 
So for people stating that I solicited Jericho for money and everything else, please stop with that bullshit. That's the furthest thing from the truth. I simply tagged him so more people could see my post, hoping I could raise the money quicker. That's all. And for the people that claim that I was privately messaging a ton of people and asking for money, please show me your proof. Because I never, ever privately asked anybody for money. Everything I did was public. That way, I could hope to avoid this bullshit issue. But unfortunately, with people that have no lives and that are miserable, they want to make a mountain out of a molehill and create an issue when there is no issue. So, I pray for you guys, and I hope that you find that happiness, you find whatever you're looking for, and you seek a bigger purpose in life rather than trolling people on Twitter and and attempting to uh, be the morality police whenever you're the furthest thing from a moral person that can... Call somebody out for it. So, yeah. Just like me. Which I'm not perfect by no means. I'm not. I screw up every single day. That's why I need God. Because I'm not perfect. But one thing I'm not. I'm not a liar. I will admit my faults in a heartbeat. I will. Because if I was such a liar, then why would I purposely put myself out like this? And why would I purposely be so open with my life? I'm not doing this to get famous, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not. Because, because if I don't ever make a penny off this ever again, then so be it. I don't care. It's the fact that I want to help people. And the fact that I have to waste time on this shit, addressing things like this, because I know you guys will download this, just to hopefully hear your name. It's sad because we could easily fix this by FaceTiming. We can easily fix this by privately messaging. But unfortunately, half of you have me blocked because you want to, because you want to tuck your tail between your legs, throw jabs, and not let me speak my piece back. Or... Whenever what we do speak, you your mind is so closed that that I might as well be talking to a damn wall. So it is what it is. I pray God opens your minds, guys. I pray that God helps you see that you really need to start spending your time on shit that actually matters, like your like. Maybe focus on your family. Maybe focus on your own lives. Maybe focus on uh, your own shows. Maybe focus on doing what you need to do to fulfill your potential in life. Because you know what? I can't live your life for you. You can't live. You can't live my life for me. There's plenty of things that I have 
there's plenty of things that I regret and there's plenty of things that I've struggled over but by God that's me that's those are my crosses to bear so don't tell me that th that I have a cross to bear when I don't have one in that case I pray for you guys. I hope God softens your heart. And I pray one day we could have a civil discussion that leads to a peaceful resolution. And if it leads to the fact that we can agree to disagree, so be it. But I don't like hate I don't like fighting. I don't like arguments because I'm a laid back, peaceful guy. The ones that know me the best know that I know that I'm such a laid back, peaceful guy that I want peace and love for everybody. So I pray this ultimately leads to it. And I pray that this doesn't lead to more nonsensical banter on podcast or tweets or whatever because I'm not going to address this issue publicly ever again so after this guys have at it and with that said ladies and gentlemen before we go on to the happy subject of the night we're going to have the inspired song of the week and that is a wonderful song that's a great reminder for the individuals out there that think that the morality police, that, wait, hold on, that think that they are the morality police and think that they can tell, tell others how to live their lives and tell others why they're so bad and so evil when in fact they're not God. So this is a wonderful song to go with the theme tonight. It's called God's Gonna Cut You Down by Johnny Cash. Thank you. can run on for a long time, run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Go tell that long-tongued liar, go and tell that midnight rider, tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter, tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Tell them that God's gonna cut them down Well, my goodness gracious, let me tell you the news My head's been wet with the midnight dew I've been down on bended knee Talking to the man from Galilee He spoke to me with a voice so sweet I thought I heard the shuffle of angels feet he called my name and my heart stood still When he said, John, go do my will Go tell that long-tongued liar Go and tell that midnight rider Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter Tell him that God's gonna cut him down Tell him that God's gonna cut him down You can run on for a long time Run on 
for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Well, you may throw your rock, hide your hand, working in the dark against your fellow man. But as sure as God made black and white, what's done in the dark will be brought to the light. You can run on for a long time, run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Go tell that long-tongued liar. Go and tell that midnight rider. Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter. Tell 'em that God's gonna cut you down. Tell 'em that God's gonna cut you down. Tell 'em that God's gonna cut you down. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. And I hope and pray that the inspired song of the week, that it inspired you, that it got you to think and it made you realize that no matter what within your life, whether you're passing judgment on somebody because you can't face your own personal issues or you're doing something wrong within your life that, you know, you shouldn't be doing or you think that you're higher than God, what it boils down to is that sooner or later, God will cut you down. Okay, because whether you realize it or not, when it comes down to it, we're all going to bow down one day, guys. Whether we choose to or not, we're all going to bow down. And I pray that we all willingly bow down and realize how awesome God is, how great God is, and realize everything that God can offer within our lives to benefit us guys. God, God brought us into this world to love one another, to get along with each other and to celebrate each other's differences and to just raise each other up. And, you know, I just really pray that that can happen, especially in this hypersensitive environment, ladies and gentlemen, like with the whole thing, like with Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, uh, like with the uh, riots going on, with the uh, stuff with uh, Trump um, and like his rallies and, and all kinds of shit, guys. Bottom line, we need to rally around God because he's the only one that can fix us and he's the only one that can fix this and this being uh, a broken world. So with that said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going we're going to go on to like the second subject of the night, a happy subject, a, any elative subject, and uh, something that speaking of miracles, I hope and pray that this can wake you guys up and realize how great God is. And with that said, um, within the past eight months. Me and my wife uh, and my kids, we moved to a brand new apartment, which is kind of like a fixer-upper, uh, located in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And, okay, we thought that it was going to be great because uh, my wife's friend owned the property. And, like, the place that we were living at the time, like, the rent was outrageous. Uh, like, the landlords wouldn't fix nothing. And, you know, we were sinking our money. It was pretty much like a money pit. So, like, we chose to 
uh, so so like we chose like to leave, and we went in and like we went into like a brand new apartment. Um. Okay. Well, not brand new, brand new, but it had, you know, we had like to replace the carpet. We we had to fix the toilet. We had to fix the air conditioning unit and things like that. And um. And like the landlord we had, for some reason, said to me, "Don't worry about signing a lease. We'll just do like a verbal agreement." And I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, since she's friends with my wife, you know, it's okay. I'm not going to worry about it. So we had a set price for the rent. And whatever, like, the difference was based off the repairs, she would prorate it. So we were good for about five, uh, about six months. About six of the eight months we were good. And then all of a sudden we get a letter in the mail six months after we moved there that we have to vacate the property. We we have to leave in 30 days. We're being evicted. And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell is going on? So I requested a court date and I went to court and the judge said to me, well, you have never paid full rent. And I'm thinking to myself, I have these receipts. I have this, I have that. What the hell is she talking about? And apparently what happened was my landlord is selling the property. So she had us fix the place up so she can sell it from right out under us, kick us out so she can bring the new person in to buy it so the new person can bring someone else in just to jack the price up and make a profit. Unfortunately, especially in South Carolina, which they're ass backwards on their real estate laws and and like their tenant laws and eviction laws and all that kind of shit. Like they're very, very ass backwards on it. Um, we didn't have a leg to stand on because we had a verbal lease. So pretty much it was her word against mine. And even though we had some receipts, there were months where she didn't, give us some. She didn't give us receipts. There were times where where she said to me, okay, don't you worry about it. We will, let me give it to you later. And I'm thinking, okay, no big deal. Little did I realize she was purposely doing that. And um, so last Monday, uh, we were down to our final 24 hours. So basically, for like that week leading up to us having to leave, we were looking for like a place to live and everything else. It was extremely frustrating. It was very tedious, everything else. And I knew that God was, that God was going to come through. But I didn't realize in what an amazing way that God would. Um, what I mean by that, ladies and gentlemen, is that I was searching for a place so hard. Um we applied like those six different places uh and good lord do you you want to talk about scams okay ladies and gentlemen application fees now those are scams right there because you can't tell me a good damn reason why people charge you just to fill out a piece of paper or to fill out an, an application online just to line their pockets it's bullshit 
But anyways, um, we were, um, we were doing all the application stuff and everything else. And like, we kept getting rejected and this is a screwed up part about it, ladies and gentlemen, is that it wasn't even necessarily like the money part because we had the money for the, uh, for like the first month's rent. Um, and like the last month's rent, the main thing that we had to get help on was the deposit. So, um, and basically like the landlord, uh, uh, like the realty companies, the landlords, whatever, they would call me back saying, yeah, man, like the, uh, background check passed, like the money check passed, but your credit score. And I'm thinking to myself, if I'm renting something, why the hell does my credit score matter? And as this is happening, time is running out. And it was so frustrating because we were like, okay, why are we getting punished for our credit score? And basically what happened was when I was 19 years old, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of went bonkers with an American Express card, like with a ten thousand dollar limit on it, and I never paid it back. Okay, I'll be honest with you, because at the time, I didn't have a job. I yeah, I'm not. Well, my parents, yes, they're partially to blame because they signed me up for it and everything else, but. It's my fault, too, because I was being ignorant with it. So, um, needless to say, a decade later, because of my crummy decision, I was being punished for it. So, so it got to the point to where I told my wife, all right, sweetie, well, let's get a storage unit. Let's try to get out as much stuff as we can to the storage unit before we get locked out of the house that we're at and uh hopefully god will you know god will give us something quick um and oh god he did oh yes he did uh so like we went to like a local hotel for a couple nights uh just uh you know hope and pray that things like we get better uh, like just uh try to get some rest, you know, like, try like, to figure things out, and, um, and on the second day that we were at the hotel, uh, I told my wife, sweetie, let, let me go out, and, uh, let me go get something to eat for us, and I'll take some more stuff to the storage unit, um, because I was literally walking around with $1,400 in cash, and I was homeless, technically. It's crazy. It's crazy how that is, ladies and gentlemen. So, so I was on my way to the storage unit. And I happened to be driving towards a, uh, a r repair shop near where, near where my neighborhood was. And when I used to work for a company called Food Lion, 
the owner of the repair shop would constantly come in there with his wife, Mr. Greg, uh, and his wife. And he told me a couple of years ago that he owned, he owned property. He owned apartments. So I thought to myself, okay, well, you know, give it a shot, just pull into the garage, just see what he says, you know, what's the worst that can happen, because we've been told no six times already, so I walked into the office, I spoke to him, and I told him the situation, and he said to me, son, you've been nothing but kind to me, you've been nothing but kind to my wife, you've been nothing but a joy for us. My wife is disabled. She's mentally challenged due to a, um, between a car accident and, and a spinal stroke. She is, she deals with mental and physical issues. So people make fun of her constantly. And he said, every single time my wife comes into the store and she saw you. Her face lit up like the 4th of July because you're one of the few people in her life that make her not feel like an outcast, that make her not feel like a freak. So for the simple fact that you were so nice to my wife and you were so nice to me and you went out of your way every single time to make us happy, you give me eight fifty right now and you give me the last month's rent, guess what? You're gonna have a place to live. You don't have to worry about the background check. You ain't gotta worry about the credit check. You ain't gotta worry about none of that. And that right there, that brought me to tears. I started crying because we moved out of the place we were at. Yes, yes it was decent by the time we left. But God gave us something even bigger and better than we can imagine. We moved into a two-bedroom, one-bathroom apartment with water, trash, pest control, on care, a garden tub, wood floors, all steel, all new steel appliances, guys, for eight fifty a month. And it's crazy to think. I knew God. I knew God was going to come through. But I didn't know in what way. And it's those off-the-wall crazy ways or the simplest ways in which God slides in there and he says, relax, I'm my faithful servant. You're doing right by me, so let me do right by you. And literally, we moved in that very next day, like which was two days ago. And this place is everything we could ever imagine. And things like that, ever since I became a Christian, have always happened to me. Because I do right by God, because I do right by others. And I promise you, every single person that's listening to this, if you give your life to Jesus Christ, if you give your life to Jesus Christ, 
He will meet your needs regardless of circumstance. No matter where you're at in your life, God will be there. And God, as long as you show that you're grateful for what little he gives you to begin with, he will shower you with an overabundance of blessings. Because guess what? Whenever me and my wife first got married, we moved 13 different times within the first 12 months uh, of our marriage. Guess what? We were grateful that we had a roof over our head. Don't get me wrong. From week to week, we didn't know where we were going, but we always had a roof over our head. There were times where we ate ramen noodles for weeks on end, but we always had food in our stomach. There's times where we had to wear the same clothes for like three to four days at a time, but we had clothes on our back. And God recognizes that stuff. And God's like, okay, well, if you can be grateful for those things, then let me reward you. So we went from living in hotels to, to getting our first apartment to eventually going to the places we went to to now we're in the nicest place we've ever lived at. Just right at the moment where it seems like all hope is lost. God steps up to a plate steps up to the plate and not only hits it out of the park but freaking hits it 600 feet to the parking lot and shatters the window with a grand slam that's how great god is and that's for the ones that give their whole heart to him that have good intentions in him and that do not have hate in their heart. Because you can't have room for God in your heart if you have room for hate. And I'm telling people this story right now too, to also tell them that if that, that if I'm the man that you claim that, that I am, then these blessings wouldn't continue to happen to me and to my family. And that's the God honest truth. There's many people out there that have to worry about where their next meal is going to come from and they have to worry about where, the, where they're going to lay their head at because they're not living right by God. Well, guess what? We don't have to worry about that because we know God is going to do right by us because we do right by him and we do right by his children. And before I go tonight, ladies and gentlemen, if I have done any wrongdoing to anybody out there, when it comes to my words, when it comes to my actions, tweets, posts, Facebook, whatever, I am sorry. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. If I've offended you in any way, I am sorry. That's unless it concerns my family or my faith. Then I'm not sorry because I meant that. So 
just to let everybody know out there, every person that's spewing hate at me, I forgive you. Every, because I know there's a deeper rooted issue that's causing you to feel that way and it's causing you to act that way because not because I know you're not just wasting your time on me. I'm pretty sure that there's a, a group of people that you're displaying this behavior towards. So that shows right there that there's a deeper rooted issue that you that you need to address that I pray that God can help you address and fix. So, ladies and gentlemen, I love you guys. Thank you so much. Um, it's been a wonderful ride on the Reality Check Podcasting Network. Um, more than likely, I'm going to go back to Anchor, uh, my original um, uh D distributor I'm gonna start from scratch but hey it's all good because I hope and pray that my base core audience that I've built sticks with me because like I said whether I have 50 downloads 500 downloads or 10 downloads which according to some people I constantly get I don't know quite frankly I don't care I hope those 10, 50, or 500 people follow me to wherever I go to because I have more inspiration to give and to spread. I have more joy to give and more joy to spread. And I have a lot more wisdom to give and to spread. And I just want to say from the bottom of my heart to Mr. John Wangland, my best friend, Thank you so much for the privilege and thank you so much for the opportunity you've given me with the Reality Check Podcasting Network. It's been a honor and a great pleasure working with you. And I pray as I continue to be like a lifelong friend to you that with whatever you choose, choose to do going forward, that it's a huge success and that you love it and that you're passionate about it. And it's what you want to do. So, ladies and gentlemen, Johnny Podcasting is dead. You guys killed him. But guess what? John Wangland's still there. And that's even scarier than Johnny Podcasting. That's even more powerful than Johnny Podcasting. Because you get the real, raw, un visceral version of him. And just like with Mr. Johnny Podcasting. Excuse me. And Mr. John Wayne. I'm going to back him up 100%. And guess what? There's a thing called forgiveness, ladies and gentlemen. You can show me things from the past that he said. I don't care. Because guess what? I don't hold grudges. I forgive, and he's shown a thousand times over that he truly cares for me. So you know what? Guess what? You can take that ace and throw it down the toilet or throw it in the trash can because whatever you show me going forward, it's not going to affect me because I know the true John.
when it comes to my other fellow brother, Mr. Brad Shepard, to everybody out there that wants to pass judgment on him, guess what? You're not going to change my perspective. You're not going to change my view. And I am always going to be a diehard supporter of Brad. And speaking of that, Brad, he is starting a podcasting network of his own. And I don't know if I said this at the beginning of the show, ladies and gentlemen, please forgive me if I did. But, uh, you know what? Hell, don't forgive me because it's a great plug. Um, but John, uh, but Brad has started his own podcasting network. He's closing his Patreon because he wants to focus more on giving you guys great, truthful, kick-ass content. So I definitely hope and pray, just as the Reality Check Podcasting Network is closing, another great network is opening, and I pray that you kick the that you kick the doors down, Brad, and that you kick ass and take names, brother, because I will be there the whole time supporting you and being your biggest cheerleader. So, guys. Just whenever you think you got us down, guess what? We're going to get back up again and again and again. You think you won the war? No, you just won a battle. And guess what? We got Jesus backing us up because you know what? We pray that eventually one day, that you convert and that you see the error of your ways and that you see, wait a second, I was fighting my brother the whole entire time. I was wasting my time fighting somebody that I could have spent time caring about, growing with and getting to know better. And I pray you guys see that one day. I really do. So just be true to who you are. Love yourself. Because before you can love anybody else, you got to love yourself. And that comes from God. Let God in. God will show you what true love is. You'll love yourself and you can love others. Because if you lock God out, you're locking out true love. And you're, and you're more apt to spew nothing but hate, garbage, and filth. It's kind of like food. You... You wonder why after like you eat junk food you feel like shit? It's because you're putting garbage into your body. Your spirit's the same way. And the tongue is wicked whenever you feed your soul junk. So don't let it be, guys. Let it be a a a a vessel of love. And not hate, not division. So, ladies and gentlemen, the Inspire the Christopher podcast isn't going anywhere. I'm going to keep recording. I'm going to keep doing shows. And as long as you guys keep listening and keep supporting, I'm going to be here because I got something to say. And, and as long as I get one download per week, guess what? I'm sticking around, baby. Even if I have to have the Inspire the Christopher brand. Guess what, baby? I'm sticking around. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me on Inspire the Christopher this week. Thank you so much for hanging out. I hope and pray that it inspired you, that it woke you up, and that and that it made you listen to some wonderful things, and it gave you perspective that you never had before. So you can reach me on Twitter at IamCHM911. You can reach me via email at IamCHM911 at gmail.com, and you can reach me on Facebook. Look me up, Christopher Howard Martin. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. God bless you, and we're going to go out with the ending-inspired song of the week, baby. Enjoy. God bless. Peace out, and have a great week. Everybody's got a blank page, a story they're writing today, a wall that they're climbing. You can carry the past on your shoulders. You can start over regrets, no matter what you've gone through, Jesus. He gave it all to save you. He carried the cross on his shoulders, so you can start over. Don't let your heart be troubled, don't be afraid To the broken hearted, their wishes bad Never been born, never been torn, never sinned, never disobeyed I know you think there's no hope, no, but that ain't true Jesus saved, I know you feeling regret, like I Brought this all on myself, like I Messed it up big time and this time I don't deserve God's help Thinking, how can God forgive me? After knowing what I hid, Kenny After knowing that I hid from him and I stayed away and backslid Listen, Jesus came for the sick So true Jesus came for the weak Amen Jesus came to give good news and to set the captives free Amen Listen, Jesus came for the poor Amen Jesus came with the keys Amen Jesus came to remove the chains so the prisoners can be Everybody's got a Sent the sons of men can come and be free and gotta run no That's more Come doing. to me all who are weary With heavy burdens I'll give you rest Separating you from your sin As far as the east is from the he west said. Thrown in a sea of forgetfulness What sin, what offense And when them waves come crashing in I'll calm the winds in your defense So whatever said. it is that you've done He put that punishment on his son his You'll son. never come under his condemnation Conquer sin and Satan and his accusations So dry your eyes, lift up your head his peace. his peace, and he took our guilt on a cross instead, took our place and now we embrace a clean slate with the eyes of faith, we do, unfailing love, unfailing love, Everybody's it's not too late,
Hey everyone, this is Stan Wangler from Just Thinking. Stop on by this week and listen to some of the great podcasts we have lined up for you. Two in particular are really good shows. One is called Are We Driving Ourselves Insane? Well, are we? And the next one is called Have You Been Having a Bad Day? Did You Have a Bad Day? Well, if you did, this is the show for you. And I bet you, when you get done listening, you'll feel a lot better. So join us. What's going on? You have John Wangland, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at, is Khabib Namagamadov versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets.